Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo. I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and today we're going to be talking about Isaiah Simmons once again. The New York Giants pulled off that steal of a trade seventh-round draft pick in exchange for Simmons yesterday, and we were really excited about that move. I mean, Joe Shane is a wizard. He's a chef. He is just cooking up crazy trades left and right, and now Isaiah Simmons entering into this defensive lineup. Where does he fit in? That's what we want to talk about today, discuss how he fits into this defense, He's been wasting away in Arizona over the last three years, entered the NFL with just loads of potential, elite athleticism. There's a lot of upside to this player, and I don't think that it's too late for him to have a breakout. And I really do think that in this Wink Martindale defensive scheme, this positionless defensive scheme that Martindale likes to run, there's an opportunity here for Isaiah Simmons to really take a big leap forward and kind of revitalize his career here in the Big Apple. So today we're going to go ahead and discuss how he fits into this defense and everything else in between. But before we do all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And how do you think Isaiah Simmons is going to fit into this defense well you guys watched our uh, video yesterday talking about Isaiah Simmons talking about what he can bring to this team now we have a little bit more information things are starting to come out Brian Dable spoke to the media um, and I think that we have a little bit of a better understanding on what exactly they see in Isaiah Simmons and guys as Anthony said make sure to hit that subscribe button below you know everyday content we got you guys covered if you want to stay up to up to date with the New York Giants this is certainly the place to be so we appreciate that very very much but guys Isaiah Simmons we all know this is a low risk high reward opportunity for the Giants to become a little bit better on defense now Isaiah Simmons a lot of people are saying he's a really great athlete he's a superior athlete but not a great football player so what can the Giants do to make him a good football player. This is where I get a little bit excited about our coaching staff because you look at what we've done for guys like Trey Hawkins already, Jordan Riley, you know, Bryce Ford Wheaton's taking some nice steps forward. You saw Dexter Lawrence take a huge step forward last year. You saw a lot of Isaiah Hodgins practice squad guys. Suddenly he's our our best wide out and he's producing. Daniel Bellinger, you know, late round pick, another guy panning out. Um, The exciting prospect about Um, Isaiah Simmons is that our coaching staff is good enough to get the most out of a player like this. Um, Now, coming into yesterday, coming into the Simmons trade, we were like, okay, let him compete at linebacker. Let him use that athletic profile to compete with McFadden, compete with Beavers, you know, still guys that are under development. And I think that's a fine kind of play. But, you know, the regular season's about two weeks away. He's going to need a little bit of time to get ingrained and, and find his footing. And in the meantime, while he is getting used to the Giants' style, while he's competing for a starting role, the way that the Giants can use him as a hybrid kind of linebacker safety pass rusher, and that's where I get excited the most about what the Giants can do and what Wink Martindale can do in this positionless defense with Isaiah Simmons as a pass rusher. Guys, he had nine pressures last year. Just nine. Only nine pressures but he had four sacks in those nine pressures. Um, You tell me. Seems like pretty good efficiency. Seems like pretty good turnover when it comes to uh, sack-to-pressure ratio. So when you're looking at Isaiah Simmons, what you can do with a 6'4", 240-pound guy who has one of the best athletic uh, profiles, relative athletic scores in the history of the actual development of that 
kind of scoring system, you look at what his qualities are, what his capabilities are, use that athleticism to your advantage. You know, the, the Arizona Cardinals just turned over their whole coaching staff. They're giving away players left and right. They're trying to get picks, trying to flip things around. And Simmons, fortunately for us, was one of the guys they were trying to flip into a seventh round pick. And guys, the best part about this is he's going to cost what a veteran minimum would cost this. You went out and got a former first round pick who's 25 years old. Keep in mind, John Michael Schmitz, he's 24. We have a guy who's only one year older than our second round rookie this season who has this type of athletic profile with the coaching staff we trust and know gets the most out of players. It seems like a perfect kind of match made in heaven right now. Uh, but Anthony, when you're looking at Simmons, what he can do as a pass rusher, that's kind of what I want to focus on first and foremost. That ability that Wink Martindale can, can kind of exercise numbers game. You overwhelm the offensive line. You overwhelm uh, their blockers. If you, if you have more pass rushers than blockers, you're in a good spot. If your uh, man coverage corners can, can actually hold up, you're going to get a lot of production. You're going to create a lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks, a lot of third and longs. And you might see Isaiah Simmons kind of factor in as a third and long player. And that speed is certainly exciting. What do you think about that? That speed is ex extremely exciting. I mean, when you look at what the Giants have in their edge rusher core, right, you have Kayvon Thibodeau, who's got plenty of speed, Aziz Ojolari, who's a real speed rusher, and now throwing Isaiah Simmons into the mix. If he does play out on the edge, he's got that same mold. He's six four, 230 pounds, and he's got all of the speed in the world, kind of comparable to players that we've seen come out in, in recent passage, um, like Montez Sweat for Washington. He had that 4-3 or 4-4 speed with the big body, big frame. Frame, and he's been phenomenal as an edge rusher over in Washington. So now when you look at Isaiah Simmons and his potential in that facet of the game, there's loads of it. He can do a lot in that regard. But also, not only playing on the edge as an outside linebacker, but the Giants are seemingly planning to play him more as an off-ball inside linebacker. But what we know about Wink Martindale's defense, he really loves to blitz from the interior. He loves to send linebackers on those blitzes. If you take a look at some of the players on the Giants roster, Micah McFadden, that's the perfect one that stands out because throughout his collegiate career, he was one of the most productive pass rushers in all of football, and he wasn't an edge rusher. He was an inside linebacker. So when you look at it from that perspective, McFadden, his role in this defense was likely going to be run support and primarily pass rushing capabilities. That's what Wink Martindale wanted him to do. So now you have Bobby Okereke, who's your do-it-all, your, your true number one linebacker. But opposite him, you had Micah McFadden. Now you also have Isaiah Simmons, who in a way kind of has that skill set that McFadden has, but a more expanded and higher potential version of that skill set. Because if you're looking at McFadden as this number two linebacker who can rush the passer, well, then you have to look at Isaiah Simmons as this number two linebacker who has more potential rushing the pass rusher because of his athleticism and what he's proven in the past. He also has way better coverage capabilities than a guy like McFadden and probably comparable or better than that of Darian Beavers as well. Darian Beavers was a former safety transition into linebacker and now you have uh, Isaiah Simmons who's a linebacker formerly who transitioned into safety and is a hybrid. So those two players have a similar career trajectory in, in different ways but those are going to be your guys that you want in coverage in this Wink Martindale defense so you know Alex you know when you're looking at the pass rushing capabilities of Simmons it's there he he wasn't blitzing a ton during his time in uh, Arizona but he was very effective when he was blitzing and when he got into the backfield he usually got his hands on the quarterback for a hit or a sack but when you're looking at his coverage capabilities that's where I get really excited for Simmons because if they are planning on playing him in that linebacker role and knowing that he had two interceptions last year an interception the year prior last year he also had a pick six of 67 yards or something ridiculous right so this is a guy 
guy who can make some special plays, can be an absolute playmaker, get his hands on the football in coverage. How do you feel about that aspect of his game, Alex? And where do you think that fits him in with this Wink Martindale defense playing alongside Bobby Okereke? Well, if you guys heard that beeping a couple minutes ago, it's because uh, Chef Joe Schoen was in the kitchen making some eggs. And... The alarm went off, but I'll tell you what, when it comes to Simmons and his coverage qualities, he gave up, what, 527 yards last year and three touchdowns. Um, there is a concern there. I'm not going to sit here and act like this is a player that's going to come in and become a really good coverage player immediately. He needs to get better in those categories, actually, in my opinion. Um, I actually see him as more of a, a better, he had 70 tackles last year, 20 stops. I see him as a decent run defender. You can step up and, you know, offer some support there. Had his highest missed tackle rate last season, which definitely isn't ideal. Um, but he did say that he didn't want to play linebacker to Arizona. So that's kind of interesting. I wonder if, you know, he could do a balance of like inside linebacker and kind of maybe rush the passer a little bit from a stand-up position, um, then play a little bit of strong safety. Uh, really just a hybrid role, kind of like that that money backer role that, uh, that you know, James Betcher had a couple years ago, you know, former Arizona Cardinal defensive coordinator, maybe that kind of role, like that money backer type of role. So we'll see how it develops. But as a coverage-specific player, there's a lot to be desired there. Um, I think that maybe Jerome Henderson can help him in a lot of ways. I think that maybe the Giants are going to really exercise his pass rushing ability over his pass coverage ability. Um, so I think that there is definitely a lot of room to grow. But that's not a factor. I'm not going to be like, sitting here like this is a guy that's going to step in and be a really good pass coverage you know linebacker say whatever it might be defensive back immediately like that's probably not going to happen um but with that being said I do think that there's a lot of ways that you can impact a game with him he struggles against running backs in coverage I'd rather see him against tight ends who are a little bit slower running backs shifty like you know I don't think he can handle that for the most part you're going to be looking for maybe you're some of your like Bobby Okereke or some of your slot guys to help pick up those guys uh, but ultimately, like when it comes to Simmons, I can see him having a little bit more efficiency against tight ends, and you know, helping in the run game and, and being a really good, you know, really good at rushing the passer. Like that's where I really see uh, him taking some steps forward on this Giants defense. But really, I, I look at Wink Martindale and I see like the positionless defense kind of mentality, and I and I look at one specific thing, and it's the athletic profile speed and strength how can you get the most out of speed and strength right speed and strength don't correlate directly to uh coverage quality um it does however connect uh, correlate directly to how fast he can get from the defensive line to the quarterback if he has a straight line it's going to be pretty damn fast if there's a running back in his way it's going to be pretty damn easy for him to run over a running back so you want to you want to devise those matchup those mismatches you want to get him lined up against a running back or you want to get him lined up against a smaller player that's trying to block or a chipping tight end like you want to get him on those type of scenarios and then rush the passer and then, you know, with Dexter Lawrence, I mean, guys, like, think about it. You have five offensive linemen, right? Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, you have five offensive linemen. You got Dexter Lawrence. You have Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, and you have Leonard Williams. You got four guys. Dexter Lawrence is immediately taking up two players, right? And you, you could make a strong argument that Leonard Williams should be taking up two double teams as well. So you have basically four guys already taken up. Then you have Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau on the outside. One of those guys is going to have to get chipped, and a running back is going to have to go help on the outside with that. And then you have Isaiah Simmons, who's going to basically be unblocked. So, like, theoretically speaking, that's how this would go. Isaiah Simmons is essentially unblocked in this scenario. He's fast as hell. He's big as hell. He can get into the into the kind of passing windows, knock passes down, get after the quarterback, make him scramble, and then good coverage on the back end 
interceptions, incompletions, third and longs, you know, quarterbacks trying to do too much, um, and then, you know, fumbles. There's a lot of things that happen because of situations like that. Um, So that's kind of like the equation that I would follow. Uh, numbers game, we have two really great interior defenders who are going to soak up double teams and then two really good pass rushers who are going to beat their one-on-one of individual battles. The amount of pressure that's going to be put on opposing quarterbacks this season is going to be something like we've never seen before on this Giants team. I mean, we, we remember like Justin Tuck, OC, Strahan, they were just so good at beating anybody. Like one, double teams, like they could just beat anybody. But the amount of pressure with in addition to those guys it's going to be something that we really haven't seen um, before, and I'm pretty excited to see what that looks like. But Isaiah Simmons can easily fit a nice role in, in you know perfecting that equation going into 2023. Yeah, 1,000%. And I think a lot of that you know, kind of circles back around to that point of matchup football, right, that, that I discussed with Patricia Traina a few weeks ago. When you're looking at this Giants team and the way that they want to play, they want to play to their matchups. And there's going to be some games where the Giants need to send extra blitzers in order to be a good offensive line. Like, they're not going to be able to win one-on-one opportunities with ease, so they're going to have to send extra blitzers. And now having Simmons in the mix, he really is just like a heat-seeking missile, as you said, because you're going to have moments where Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau are just soaking up all those double teams and then you have a free blitzer so would you rather have a free blitzer with four five speed or would you rather have a a free blitzer with four three speed you know that extra point too that makes a big difference in getting after the quarterback when you're a blitzing linebacker so with Isaiah Simmons being one of the fastest linebackers in the NFL he can be a real x factor from a blitzing standpoint and again we know that Wink Martindale blitzes at the highest rate of any team in the NFL Um, he's the most aggressive defensive coordinator in the league and he's going to make use of Simmons's speed to get after the quarterback and I think that's going to be a really excited and underrated aspect of Simmons game something that I think Arizona honestly didn't take enough advantage of during his time um, with the Cardinals they just didn't use him enough as a pass rusher when they did he showed flashes he showed that that athleticism that speed can pay off and make him a very good pass rusher but overall they just didn't use him in that way and honestly I think that if you look at Simmons's career so far the, the story of his career has been misuse he's just been misused by the Cardinals. They haven't understood what they have in that player, how to utilize his skill set. But again, going into this season with the New York Giants, he has a chance here to really revitalize his career because I trust Brian Dable. I trust Wink Martindale. These guys know how to get the most out of their players. I mean, look at what they did with um, Daniel Bellinger last year as a rookie tight end. He had a great year. Um, You look at Saquon Barkley. I mean, he had a career year last season that's coming off of injuries and whatnot. Daniel Jones is probably the most prime example of that, the way that they expanded his skill set made use of his rushing ability, cut his turnovers down. So just across the board, when you're looking at this team and Dexter Lawrence, actually, I got to mention him because moving him to nose tackle was genius. And then he just had a dominant career season. So even on the defensive end of the ball, the Giants know how to get the most out of their players. So trading for this high upside guy with tons of potential, just a seventh round pick, basically free because they're going to get a seventh round pick and compensatory picks after free agency is all said and done. A A free player here in Isaiah Simmons with all this athleticism the Giants are going to know how to utilize this skill set and get the most out of him. So I'm excited to see that. But Alex, you know, when you're looking at Simmons before we wrap here and kind of taking a look at just the blend of different things that he can do, you know, all the different skill sets that he has, what are your realistic expectations for him in this defense? Do you think he's going to be full-time starting, you know, three-down player in this lineup? Or do you think this is a guy who goes in on different sub packages and kind of works his way into the lineup through that? My projection is is this. This is how I believe it'll unfold. Um, 
I think that the Giants get a lot of value out of players who maybe not many people think have a lot of value. Uh, I think he starts the season as a third down type of guy, maybe he manning up at some tight ends, maybe rushing the passer, overwhelming numbers, and he makes a couple nice plays. We're like, all right, you know, makes up, maybe a pass breakup, maybe he gets a sack, maybe nice tackle, shows that speed, athleticism. He's starting to find his role, find his groove. And then I think the Giants, depending on what happens with McFadden and Beavers, let's assume that they struggle a little bit because they're still pretty new. They're late round draft picks. You know, they still have to get some game under them. Um, you know, let's say McFadden, he's playing at like a slightly below average, maybe average level. And, you know, Simmons is playing well. He's making some nice plays. I think eventually he starts to eat into some of those linebacker reps, those LB2 reps. And then they start to really expand upon that LB2 position. They start to like not just have LB2s that's kind of like weak side linebacker. Like he's not just going to be that. They're going to be able to do a lot with that position now. It's going to be kind of like a positionless LB2 where like he can be this hybrid mash and do a lot of things out of that spot. Um, it's going to create a lot of confusion for opposing offenses. It's going to give you an athlete who has upside who's taking to the coaching. And I think that's actually how this develops. But in my opinion, in a, in a best-case scenario, Mike McFadden just wins that job outright and keeps Simmons in a, in a reserve role because Simmons is going to – if he plays really well, he gets paid next year and he, get, and he gets a ton and he gets some money and we have to pay another player. Like if McFadden plays really well, exceptionally well, and he has a great season, he is a fifth-round draft pick that makes basically no money. Like that's a best-case scenario. He gets paid nothing. He's a great player for us. He's better than Simmons and, he's caught, and he costs a lot less. Like that's, that's a better-case scenario. But if that's not the case and Simmons takes that job, I think that that's a fine scenario as well. You get a lot of value out of a guy you just traded a seventh round draft pick for. Maybe you bring him back on a cheaper contract because he's not doing that well, but he's a, he's a good enough player. Um, he can make an impact and he has upside and he knows that. He can't cash in just yet. Maybe sounds a one-year deal to leverage that again. Maybe take advantage of that. The Giants are just cashing in on this upside year over year, like for two years um, at a very cost-efficient price. That's also a great scenario. Like those two avenues, like sign me up for either one of those because um, it could be cheap either way. So, you know, if McVadden wins that job outright, all to him, the best to him, I think that's a, that's a great scenario. I think that's exactly what we would love to see because we like McFadden. Uh, but if, if he struggles a little bit and Simmons takes over and he takes that LBT role and trains it into this like kind of positionless LB2 where like he can do a lot of hybrid stuff, that's also a great scenario. And I think that, that right now we're kind of in this win-win position uh, where like one of those two guys is likely to get better. One of those two guys is likely to uh, make an impact in some way. If both of them flop, you know, it is what it is. They're low-risk investments in anyway, fifth-round pick and a seventh-round pick essentially. So I think that's a fine it's – it's like, you know, you, it's worth the gamble. But I trust our coaching staff to get the most out of these guys. And I think one of them is going to pan out and we're going to get a really nice player out of one of those two guys. Yeah, I think so too. And I wouldn't even sleep on Darian Beavers. I'd say one of those three guys. I like some of the traits that Beavers has. Again, not the most athletic guy, comparatively speaking, to Micah McFadden, especially Isaiah Simmons. But Beavers still has shown some really high football IQ, sniffing out some screens in the preseason this year and last year for what it's worth. So I like Beavers as well. I think that the Giants have some good contributors in this linebacker core, but it's all about who develops, who grows uh, at the highest rate and to the highest ceiling. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I agree with you, though. I want to see McFadden 
McFadden win this job. He fits really well in the Wink Martindale defensive scheme, traditionally speaking. But you're kind of at this crossroad here. If you're Wink Martindale, do you want to go with McFadden, the more traditional linebacker? Do you want to go with Isaiah Simmons, this new modern age hybrid do-it-all type of player? And that'll be interesting to see how Martindale balances that now in this linebacker core as they continue to fill it out, right? With McFadden and Simmons, who does he rely on more in those big moments will be really interesting to see. But I like that you said um, Simmons is kind of like this mashup player, this match together player. I, I think that's a good way to describe him. He really does mash a bunch of different skill sets together. And if if you can just unlock that, get him to do one thing consistently, like one thing at a high level consistently, you can really turn him into a special player. So again, I'm trusting in this, in this coaching staff, Wink Martindale, Brian Dable. I think that they're going to get the most out of Simmons. And I think it's going to be really exciting to watch him suit up in blue uh, this upcoming season. So but that pretty much wraps this one up. Make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants.